Hey team, thanks for tuning in to the Fitfield Plus podcast. In this episode, we talk to FFP ambassador and WBFF pro Matt O'Reilly, who is less than two weeks out from hitting the world stage in Las Vegas. Hope you enjoy. Jack. Hey mate, how you going? Good mate, good. Did you get it all sorted? Yeah, sorry about that mate, I wasn't sure what was going on. Nah, it's technology man, I don't even know how to sort that shit out, eh? We're on brother, we're on. Good man, so... We're um we're close to the final few few days of training, man. So let us in on on how you're feeling. Yeah, mate. We're literally just about the two week mark out. So yep. at the moment, mate, it's quite intense. Obviously, a little bit nervous. Um, the training volumes increased a lot, especially in regards to cardio. Yep. And um, unfortunately, I've been battling a bit of a head cold, which always seems to be the case in the last few weeks. You always um, pretty low with the immune system yeah and how does how does that go through um mentally as well mate to be honest obviously it's uh it's not good it's not what anyone wants but i'm saying that everyone has setbacks along their prep and it usually is at this point and as i've said the stress levels are high and the immune system's so low so it's just um i think momentum obviously you want that dream run come, coming into a competition but unfortunately it doesn't always pan out that way yeah for you sure just have to work around it so do you compare, like, because I, I, I know with, like, a lot of uh, other people at, at this point in time, like Instagram, social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, social, like those social platforms play a, can play a bit of a mindfuck for you. Do you compare yourselves to, to other athletes at this point in time, or do you try and stay clear of that? Yeah, Chad, you're dead right, mate. Look, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's in your face, and you just can't help yourself – and you're obviously trying to work your own social media image. You come across the other athletes and you can't help but have a look. And, yeah, it is quick to start doubting yourself. Um, some people reach their condition a lot quicker than others. Yep. So you just have to bear in mind, as we always say, trust the process. Yeah. And it's all about peaking on that day. So that's what I have to remind myself sometimes. Yeah, so how do you, how do you go about that? Obviously, we're battling, battling a little bit of a head cold at the moment. Um you know, there's more and more uh, people popping up on Instagram. You know, showing their their final stages. How do you how do you battle through that? What what what's your go to on that, mate? I think just looking back at my last show, uh, keep yep. reminding myself. So obviously, I yeah, at this point in time, you get your doubts about yourself, especially when I have a little bit of a momentum knock with the head cold. Yeah, and obviously that creates a lot of stress on the body. So the response to that is cortisol levels are increase which makes you tend to hold a little bit more water so at the same time I'm just got to remind myself how i got that condition last show and and how i got how i managed to stay composed and just keep going back to that and trusting the process knowing that once i pass this head cold <laughs> yeah yeah it's going to be it'll be fine and so speaking on um your last show are you still with your original coach or have you gone through new coaches or what's what's the go there no, I was um, I was very happy with my coach last time. Obviously, spending that that prep last year, um, she got to know my body quite well. So, obviously, knowing what foods respond best with my body, and I just obviously wanted to trust her again with yep. this prep rather than have to go through uh, uncharted territory with someone else again. Yeah, yeah, I suppose definitely that would um, you know that can be a bit of a bit of a mind fuck too. Yeah, giving giving your body into uh, someone else's hands to get to the world stage. 
Absolutely. And like with every athlete, I think that plays on their mind as well because throughout a prep, you need to establish reference points and how your body responds to certain types of training, certain types of food. And um, obviously, I'm, I'm quite new to the competition still at the moment as well. So a lot of But you're blowing up, man. Like you're looking good and you're blowing up, which is good. Yeah, well, I'm trying my best, man. I've had a, to be honest, I was very impressed with my off season. I busted my ass to make some improvements. So I think having that in the back of my mind, knowing I've done the hard yards there these last yep. few weeks, no matter having a head cold or whatnot, I know I've, I've done the hard work already. Yeah, so take us, man. Um, obviously, it, it has been uh, a lot harder for you, um, you know, knowing you're on a personal basis uh, and your FIFO work life balance is a little bit different to probably anybody else's who's, who's prepping. Yeah. So 12 hour days, um, shattered out there in the heat and then coming back and training. Um, how do you, how do you get through that? What's, what's your go-to? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I've definitely done it the hard way. <laughs> I think, yeah, as you said, being out there in the conditions of face, uh, heat being one, being on your feet all day on, on a plant, yep. working physically, um, I, yeah, just you've just mentally got to push through. And I think you can find excuses not to do something, or you you stay positive and and have that goal in the back to keep working and chipping away towards it. Yeah. Knowing that I'm doing probably more work than most other people always gives me a bit of a confident boost. Yeah, does that feel good? Because I know I know like when I'm doing long hours, right, like. Monday to Friday and whatnot, running on limited sleep. Like I actually thrive on that. Do you, you know, do you, do you do the same as well? Absolutely, mate. And as I know how hard you work, Chad. Like in the back of your mind, you know people are resting or sleeping, yep. and you're there busting your ass. You know that's only in the long run it's going to pay off in some form or some way. Yeah, and it, it like it feels good for me. It feels good. Like yeah, I have my down days and whatnot, but when I look back on it, I'm like. You know what? I'm I'm happy to grind in the silent hours, man. You guys sleep all good. I'll I'll take the workload. You know? Do you, do you go through that process as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, mate. I I'm human, and we're all human. I do have my down days, but more often than not, when I'm finished work for twelve hours, and most people are going back having dinner, and then going to bed, and knowing that I'm going to the gym at that time of night to to grind away, uh, I do get a kick out of that. And yep. like you said, mate. It, just helps push you that much more knowing that others are resting and sleeping while you're doing the hard yards. So in, in prep phase, man, I don't think a lot of people realise that, uh, you know, the consistency that's required, the discipline that's required from weighing your meals right down to the gram to even, you know, sticking to training programs to going on the battlefield when you don't want to be on the battlefield. Is that a lot harder out there? Absolutely, mate. And the, the big thing about being out at work in that industry is time is everything. So if you're not you're not on the ball, you miss a meal, you don't have meals prepped or weighed out. So I'm, most often not, I was up before everyone else in the morning out there to make sure I got me chicken breast and got. What time did you food. normally get up, man? Because I know, like speaking from experience working out on the mines, you know, I there was a lot of sort of movement around zero four hundred out there. So, you know, uh, what time were you getting up? Yeah, so my alarm every morning was set for the same time, 3.30. I'd have yep. to get up and get going. And that's the other thing, mate. Obviously, at work, you're uh, limited to meal breaks. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> I 
my meal intakes are usually six to seven meals a day. So the reason for getting up that little bit early is to fit extra meals in. And how did you go? Obviously, you know, you're not uh, able to cook and, and, and do it all yourself out there. How did you go? Did you have to establish like uh, like a friendship with some of the chefs out there or did you just take what you were given? Did you take shit out there? Because, you know, it's pretty remote. So how, how did you get around that? Yeah, 100%, man. We're isolated out on that site where we were over in WA. Yep. So my, my first step's always to establish a good friendship with the chefs. Yeah. And um, they were very supportive of what I was doing. So um, they got behind me and helped me there. And then, unfortunately, in terms of diet, which is what I had to work with my coach, I could only use what was accessible in the camp. Yeah. Which um, I think without making too many excuses, you make it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's such a that's such a um, it's such a strong attribute that I think uh, some people can lack when coming into prep as well. Um, you know, regardless of what adversities you face, if you want it hard enough, you've just got to make the motherfucker work. Yeah, a hundred percent. Look, me at it, me just like everyone. I, I'll win at times, mate, but you just hit the nail on the head. You just got to make it work. And sometimes I had to remind myself that. Uh, especially with my diet, mate, it wasn't flash as compared to most athletes in their off-season or, or during the prep, but I had the bare minimum there and you make it work. Did your coach have to take in, um, like, working out on a mine site, like you say, on your feet 24 hours, so yeah, we're burning extra calories. Did, you, did your coach have to take all of this into factor? Like, it would be a little bit of a, a, little bit of a different game for her too, coaching someone that you know, is continuously on the go, can only eat at restricted times, uh, limited access to food. So did she find this a bit of a struggle as well? Absolutely. I had to make that quite evident to her early on in the piece, just because, as I said, most pro athletes um, usually work in the gym or online coaches. So yeah, it, it works well for them. But being in the industry and um, doing what I was doing, I had to make, make it apparent to her that these are my set meal breaks. And this is what I have available food-wise. How can yep. we make that work? I had to to let her know the heat was a factor, how much you're sweating out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most For days sure. reach out, out in WA there and it's like 45 degrees. Yeah, and you, I mean, you've got to be like, it's, it's not like 45 degrees and you're just, you know, dicking around in like shorts and singlet. Like you're fully covered in PPE and, and helmets and, and head to toe, you know. And Yeah, well, that's that it. Obviously. And then she had to take that into consideration as well, mate. Just the thermal effect. Of, yep. If your body temperature, so obviously I'm burning more calories naturally there anyway, yeah. as well as physical activity as a physical job. And being such a large site, mate, you're walking every day as well. So we had to work out how many calories I was expending throughout the day. So and what what were you expending throughout the day? Oh, I think well, I think from what she worked out, it was, yep. I had to be eating over 4,000 uh, 4, calories a day. <laughs> Shit, held bells. So that's just that's just to maintain what I had, mate. Let alone yep. uh, trying to increase muscle mass. So yeah, so that's not even increase. That's just maintain. We're looking yep. at four and a half thousand. Just exactly, mate. Being on the feet twelve hours a day, the heat, all them factors contributed, and then obviously my metabolic rate as well, which is um, yeah. Uh, you have to take in my muscle mass. Uh, so what was your um? So if we we're, we're expending that, what what was your calorie intake looking like during that time? Mate, at the peak, um, when I was trying to increase muscle, I was around 6,000 calories, which is a, <laughs> yeah, which is a <laughs> lot of food, mate, considering 
what I had available in the camp. So a lot of it. Yeah. How did you get around? How'd you get around with all of that? Um, you know, 6,000 calories. That's, that's, you know, that's a shit ton of food plus limited breaks, you know, 12 hours work day and, and then trying to fit all that in, man. Like you, there's a lot of credit that's got to be given to you on, on, on that, you know, it's not, it's not just, not everyone can just wake up and do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Look, there was plenty of um, impressed faces out there in the camp. A lot of my workmates and a lot of people that see me in the diner, uh, the quantities of food I was eating. But again, yeah. that's why I was getting up earlier to try and bang two meals in, even before I started work, which were large meals. And then again, I was training late at night. Last meal just before bed, just to try and jam the extra calories in. Far out, man. That's incredible, man. Like, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm <laughs> impressed by that. Um, so, do you think that there's a lot of credit given to, um, you know, to people that go through prep? Because you you got to give up a lot, yeah. Like you, you've got to be consistent in, in everything you do. You've got to have discipline in everything you do. And then there's a lot of shit that you've got to give up, whether it be you know family time, whether it be times with mates, even just going out, uh, beach time. Like I don't think people sort of actually realise what you give up in in, in this prep phase. Hundred percent, man. I can't give enough credit to the people that uh, do this. And well, as you said, not a lot of people understand. They, they think they do until they have a family member, a partner, a housemate go through it and they witness what they go through and what they have to sacrifice. It um, blows my mind. Like just being at work, the guys at work seeing what I was doing day in, day out, whether it was preparing meals, eating the meals, doing the training and, um, and obviously having to give up farewell drinks and that when people from our crew would leave. Yeah, um, work functions, we have work parties, and obviously I was limited to what I could eat, and obviously I don't drink as well during our prep. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifices, mate, and like I choose to do it at the end of the day, so I have to remind myself that. What about temptation on it? You know, was there the just one, or what if, or were you just straight cold turkey? I'm I'm balls deep in this. Yeah, no, I've got that attitude, mate. I've been quite fortunate when I sent them one something. I'm yep. pretty anal with it, a bit of OCD, so. Yeah. But I'll be lying, mate, if I said I didn't get temptation. There's been yep. times after times I've, <laughs> it's taken every little bit of me to stop me eating something or, or want to have a drink with the boys. Or, or I a think that party, attitude, mate. Though, like that mentality, that attitude is what separates like pros from the rest. Yeah, it's, it's, not, I mean? it's like, not easy, mate. That's just like you're playing in the pro. I don't think anyone says it is. But yep. you're 100% right, mate. If you, I think at the end of the day, when you know you've got a competition and you're getting up there to stand under the lights on stage and be judged, you're not yep. going to take shortcuts because you're just going to look stupid. I, yeah, I think if you, you, know, if you do, you, uh, you quickly regret it. Absolutely. And I, I think I'm, that's always in the back of your mind. So if I want yep. to eat something, yeah, this seems like a good idea at the time, but then you know you're going to be regretting it for the next two days after it and it's chewing you up. So, how long was this prep phase for you, mate? To be honest, uh, as soon as I won my pro card last year, my goal was set on the world on the world okay. stage. So, it's been a it's been a long one. But in saying yep. that, you go through different phases of, yep. of the prep. So basically, three hundred and sixty five days. It was you were in on it. You knew where you were going. You knew what you wanted to achieve. And obviously, yeah, I get prep structure structures a little bit differently around that. But this wasn't a, a sporadic. 
yeah, we're going to the Worlds. I've got 10 weeks. Let's get ready. Yeah, no, exactly, mate. I had it about a year ago, as you said. I had my goal. I wanted to try and get myself ready. Yeah. About four to five months out, and I was happy. It's my coach, was so we knew that was full steam ahead. Were we... And in, in this uh, in this time, were you trying to size on? Were you trying for more muscle definition? Where, where were we going with this? With yeah, this absolutely, mate. I have some weaknesses, just like everyone else. I had to work hard on, which was um, yep. just balancing out my physique, uh, okay. thickening up. Yeah. So that was my main focus in the off season, just working on some areas, which for me was my back, okay, and um, and my shoulders. Yeah. So then. I'll, yeah, I'm quite happy um, with the, the improvements I've made this off-season. So I've come in at the moment compared to this time last year, about six or seven kilos heavier. So Shit, really? Yeah, really. So I'm, I think when I have my down days, I have to remind myself that, mate, how far you've come. And you yeah. get stats like that, knowing the busting. Because you don't always see it, mate. When you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And day in, day, day out. Day in, day out. I don't see them changes where I think – Working away, and I don't see my friends all the time. When I did come back, they'd be first and noticed it. So, what was your rotation? So, my rotation for this last job was four weeks on, one off. And that one off includes your travel year, one day either side? Exactly, mate. So, unfortunately, being on the East Coast and working on the West Coast, that was three flights both ways. So, what, what was your doubt? Da- you literally probably only got around about four days worth of downtime before you're back into it yeah yeah four to five days mate i'll tell you what that goes quick after a four week stint how's wow man that yeah that's pretty good and you've been doing that for how long now well yeah that's it mate to most people it blows them away but i've been doing that for the past five years now so i guess in a way you do get used to it but in yep. saying that it never is easy mate and after, after the Worlds, man, so you get up, we compete, you know, you fly out in eight days' time, um, you've got a week there. Once you've competed, uh, what's on the cards after? Mate, I am going to let my hair down, literally. I'm going to have some <laughs> relaxed time. I've, um, I'm very fortunate to have a couple of my best mates come over to support me. Yep. And obviously, uh, fellow Australian teammates, we've got some time planned over there and uh, in the States. So it's been about three weeks over there and really relaxing. And look back on the whole prep and enjoy myself, mate. Yeah, good on you, man. And is there anything else like in the future? So, say after our three weeks, whatever, you come back. Are you going back out into the mining industry? You're going to try and grow because um, I know there's Matt O'Reilly Nutrition up there going. So you're going to try and grow that. Where, where are you heading? Yeah, exactly, mate. I'll reevaluate after this competition um, and work out what I'm going to do work-wise. Yeah, uh, whether or not I'll start prep for another comp. Or um, yep. really focus on opening up some avenues with my online business, uh, trying to help others achieve their um, their body composition goals or um, or physique. Yeah, good on you, man. Now that sounds good. So it's just basically you're just going to chill out and then figure life out after that once we've gotten through this year. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's it's always hard. So you just never know what opportunities might present themselves from this competition. And yeah, if you asked me this time last year before my first ever comp, mate. Uh, a lot changed. Um, I went a lot better than I thought I did. Yep. Uh, obviously winning it and winning my pro card. Obviously it was a goal, but at the time you just never know. And from that point, that opened up a lot of opportunities for me within the industry. Did it sort of, I guess, um, reinforce maybe the potential that you, you have and what you could actually achieve? 
Yeah, absolutely. And you obviously have a lot of support from loved ones and good friends. Uh, companies like yourself, which um, help you achieve these goals, mate. And and when they're finally the hard work pays off and you realise yep. that you, there is some potential there, you, you want to try and capitalise on it. Yeah, for sure. 100%. All right, Matt, man, thanks for chatting, bro. I really appreciate it. And I hope that um, I hope that everything goes all the best over there. And I will definitely see you um, in the next few days. Yes, those yes you will, mate. You. And Chad, I can't thank you enough for your help, mate, especially in these last few weeks. Um, it's the toughest part for any athlete. And having your support, uh, helping me out, I can't thank you enough, mate. No worries at all, mate. Take it easy, eh? Too easy, brother. See you later, bro.